Hello, everybody, and welcome again to episode five of BNI The Australian Story. My name is Veronica, and once again, I'm here with our executive director, Mr. Brent Edwards. Today, Veronica, great to be here again. What a fantastic episode that we've got coming up for everyone today. But just for those listeners who may not know all there is to know about BNI, BNI is a powerful and collaborative business networking organisation built on relationships which are an essential part of any credible marketing strategy. BNI Australia is Australia's premier business networking organisation and our service is designed to offer members the opportunity to create business relationships, share ideas, contacts and most importantly business referrals. So Brent just on that how important are referrals in business? Absolutely important for your marketing strategy. Uh, the great thing about referrals is because the great thing about referrals is they come from a, uh, a known source, someone who's recommended you, and they're more likely to close. And people prefer to deal with people who they've been referred, referred to. And there's an actual stat there that referred customers stay um, 16% of the time longer with you than non-referred customers. Well, now more than ever, business people need to network to thrive in business. BNI provides a structured and supportive system which is dependent on the on freely giving and receiving business. And we're going to be talking to some a very successful chapter today and three of its members. Yeah, a little bit different this week. So we've um, we've been focusing on individual uh, success, and this week we'd like to focus on a success story of a chapter that's been a real success and really came back from the brink. And uh, this particular chapter um, is the BNI Flyers chapter, and they were launched in um, in 2013, about 23 members back then as a lunchtime chapter. And uh, over time, they've uh, they've been through some trials and tribulations, and really to the point where they nearly were retired. Uh, but uh, the core group of members persisted and said, "Yeah, stick with us. We can make this happen." And they've turned into be a real success. So we've got three uh, members from that particular chapter here today. We've got one of the early members, Chris Maber, from YouTube, and he's in uh, web design. Welcome, Chris. Welcome. Um, just tell us uh, how long you're a member and and how long how you got introduced to BNI. Yeah, so um, I've been a member for well in 2013. I joined, and I was introduced by a uh, graphic design colleague of mine um, who I knew, which was Chris Tomlinson. And, uh, and he invited me to fill in for him a few times. And then um, a position became vacant for my category and I, I jumped at it. Oh, fantastic. And we've also got uh, Scott Doughty from GJ Gardner Homes Mornington. Welcome, Scott. Thanks, and man. he's got the, uh, the new home building category within the chapter. So uh, how long have you been a member of BNI and who, how did you get introduced? Yeah, good question. Now, I've been part of BNI for just on five years now. I was introduced to the organisation, to the chapter, by Peter Ritchie, our mortgage broker in our chapter. Uh, Peter and I have known each other for over, over 15 years, so you know, there goes that networking connection there. Um, and uh, I joined the chapter when I started a building company. Fantastic. And our last but not least, and our youngest guest here, so I've gone in, uh, in <laughs> old, oldest hierarchy here. <laughs> Sorry, Trudy. We've got Trudy Hemmetsberger. From Beautiful Life Neuro Training, and uh, she does kinesiology. And uh, Trudy, can you tell us how long you've been a member and who introduced you? I've been a member for two and two years and two months. And originally, I reached out to psychologists on the peninsula talking about hormones. And one of those very clever psychologists said, "Oh, sounds like you want to do more business." 
if I can show you a way, I've gone, yeah, I'll come along. So if I went to another chapter to check it out, and then I've gone, hmm, this looks pretty good. So I did some homework and came across Frankston Flyers and went, that's me. Okay. And I've been there ever since. Fantastic. So um, we've brought these guys into the uh, into the podcast today. Share a story of how they brought the chapter from really the brink of closing to being a bit of a powerhouse in the region. So uh, the B&I Flyers chapter is a Victorian chapter based uh, just on the gateway of the Mornington Peninsula as such. So, um, Chris, you were in the original chapter uh, in the first year of development and it was originally a lunch chapter when you joined? Yeah, is that it was lunch correct? time, which, um, like, I, I certainly... Um, so my category, um, web design, web hosting, web development, it is a very... Uh, it does get filled. It's a it's a quite a popular category. So there's the opportunities to join a chapter where that category is available. Is you know there's there's not a lot of opportunity. It doesn't happen so, often, does it? No. So um, even though it was a lunchtime chapter, I thought, geez, that's going to be tough. You know, having a break in the middle of a business day was going to be tough. But because um, I, you know I liked the chapter and the opportunity was there, I thought, well, let's let's do it. And but admittedly, uh, the chapter, not only myself but in general. Lunchtime chapters are challenging. Okay, we, we find some places that can make lunchtime work, and we do not only have morning chapters around the place now, it's quite common to have chapters throughout different times in the day, yeah. but, um, yeah, my experience is uh, you need really high level of accountability for a lunchtime chapter for people to get in, and it makes it really difficult for people who are out in the road to, to make that commitment, unless they commit most of the day to their B&I meeting, which some people actually do. So what do you think the numbers sort of dropped off uh, from that particular chapter? I, I think probably the, probably the demographics of the chapter change in those early days and, and, those, and, and also it's fine to say, you know, to make the commitment. Um, I think those, you know, a few people in the group did struggle to make that commitment in the middle of the day. Um, and, and, and admittedly, when my renewal was due... Um, 12 months after I joined, I was really having uh, a bit of controversy whether I was going to renew, and that was when they made, they had been talking about it for a few months, about moving over to a morning meeting. And I, you know, well, if we're going to morning, well, I'll definitely renew. And now, once we moved to a morning meeting, we our chapter really exploded. Well, that that's a great point there. So obviously, you know, the timing, you know, didn't suit everyone there, and, and they couldn't make the commitment. For being that time of the day and it's interesting you said well you you had even thought about leaving because obviously a lot of people did because i believe you got down as low as eight members at one stage yeah it was pretty yeah. pretty sad meeting <laughs> with only eight members in the room but um i think that you know those that are, are still with us now from that very early core group you know because you've you've experienced that in the, it's almost like desperation because we want to succeed um, I think because you've experienced it, we uh, we can now revel in the fact how strong the the, you know, the group is. Can I just ask a question uh, on that? What was the driver 
that made you so committed as a small core group to keep the chapter going? Because realistically, you could have all disbanded and tried to find other chapters. Uh, well, what I can tell you going? from a management point of view, that's yeah. what I was recommending to the director consultant <laughs> at the time. It's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, you talk about renewing after a year and doubting that, but as a core group, that is a big undertaking yes. because you don't only have to grow. It's like almost a launch chapter, isn't it? Launching again. Well, we don't even launch that small. So, yeah, uh, yeah what these days. What was it? What, what kept you I so guess committed? You sort of like, you get a sense of camaraderie. So, you know, it's almost like you're in the trenches together and the and the, and the the next wave of onslaughts coming. And, and you just, you know, you have that bond. And particularly when you get that sort of, when you get down to a very few members, you get a, a bond happening and you do try. And because there was always, for several months, there had been talk about, moving over to a morning because, you know, slowly as, you know, some of the trades and had trouble attending, we were losing members, um, you know, as the members were leaving, we go, listen, we need to do something. And we, you know, others, there were others, many successful B&I chapters that were morning. And so we did talk collectively as a group, well, let's get this ball rolling, getting over to a morning chapter. So um, that low ebb was around April, March 15, where you guys decided to go to, to mornings. Yeah. And from that time, you grew up to 20 plus within the next 12 months, which was a bit of a slow burn. And probably around that time, uh, you were introduced to Chapter Scott. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so so things started to come together, but still a 20 member chapter is, you know, isn't really, you know, um, setting the world on fire. No, uh, that's right. In fact, just to give you some data around that, Brent, <laughs> when I joined the chapter, our annual business uh, past target was quarter of a million dollars in fact we were we were we were on edge as to whether we should set ourselves such an ambitious target of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to pass for that chapter for that year wow so i i, I did the sums here because i actually have those stats and i went through there in 2015 your chapter passed two hundred seventy three thousand dollars yep so we, we hit the target yep. this yep. but the seat value was thirteen thousand dollars per member now if you take up the time it takes for each member to attend that meeting each week and work it, probably wasn't even worth members' while even being there for that sort of return on investment. Um, if you take your time into account, you know, they're travelling to and from the meetings, your meeting fees, your your rego fees, etc. So Which some people do. That's all they're looking at. Well, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So absolutely. so so really, it was yeah. it, it wasn't a great deal. So. Um, what do you think the catalyst was to move it up to the next level to that 25 mark? And I think over the next 12 years, you were able to build it up to the next level of that 25 with that slow burn. Well, what I saw steadily over the next two or three years was, was, was nothing dramatic or overnight. There wasn't a single silver bullet that solved the problem. It was just consistent effort by everyone. And uh, you very quickly sorted out who was, who was in it for the long haul, who was, who was serious about it, and who just wanted a quick fix. And, uh, and B&I is not uh, an overnight thing. Uh, networking's a, a longer-term uh, prospect. So the people that were there for the long haul, they recognised they've got to put the work in like you do with any great team, work, learn to work together, learn to refer business together, and uh, that way we can grow the chapter. What we see is smaller chapters too. They get to the point where they're desperate for people and desperate for members, and they take anyone in who passes the mirror test. You know what the mirror test is? <laughs> No, I'm breathe in front of a is. mirror and if it fogs up you're in and that's all they check so basically if you've got a heartbeat if you've got yeah, a heartbeat they'll take anyone with a heartbeat if you're if you're upright standing and uh you've got a heartbeat we'll take you as a member yeah. and you know what 
be nice not for everyone and not everyone is a good ethical business person and i think during that time too what we noticed with uh with the flyers chapter is you lifted your standards of people who you'll take in Mm. and typically if you lift your standards and get the best people in they'll become better members and they'll last longer in the system and provide everyone with more value and uh, i think over the time part of that growth in the business you did was uh, you know because of that uh, by taking in those better people so in mid 2006 and i've got the stats here you went from 25 to 21 members in the next year but your closed business um your closed business went up to 675,000 yep. for the next year so you're so, saying so, so 25 extra members and you and you doubled no it was less members well it's yeah four extra members and they doubled and the business went up to 675000 That's so, incredible. And the seat value per member doubled. So the seat value then went up to $27,000 per member. What's so, the so secret? The, the main focus there was on uh, on the value of the contribution that each pe- person could make. So I think, um, Trudy, you want to talk a bit about the, the power of one. But uh, basically it's making sure that everyone understands what their objectives are, what their goals are, uh, what the expectation is. Now, you turn up each week, you pass business, you have one-to-ones and get to know people. And uh, so have, having that expectation set, everyone steps up. And when everyone steps up, you get the results. Yeah, so we, we saw the growth go on in 2017. The closed business in 2017 went up to 1.6 million. And the numbers went up to 31. So we added six more members in 2016. And the CPU doubled again. Amazing. So Incredible. We had six more members and everyone else is... It's doubled everyone's seat value. So, and the following year, amazingly, in 2018, it went up to 3.3 million, and the seat value was $110,000 per seat on average in the chapter. And how many members at that point? Uh, it was it was still around the 30 mark. So that shows me something different, not just the growth, but that shows me when the accountability started to come in. And Trudy, maybe you'd like to elaborate on the accountability that sort of started to come in because you were in the chapter around that time uh, with people actually taking notes of the, of the member traffic lights and taking notes of actually you know, uh, having members do the activity in the chapter. So how did you find um, you, know, you implemented that? Well, I actually came in in 2018 and uh, the thing was I was told this is what you do. You do one of these, one of these, one of these and one of these a month. I'm like, okay. I like being given directions, something I can tick off. So that's what I did and um, I had success really quite quickly personally and I just figured everybody else was doing that too. And that's when we looked in the leadership team that people weren't doing that. (laughs) So that's where it's about, well, how can we get people to focus on traffic lights and a simple thing like actually printing them off and putting them on on the placemats each morning meeting and people could see are they in the red are they in the yellow are they in the green what's going on so we really did focus and also with our new member mentors we had them focus on yeah. people who were in the red what can they do to help it's very i've been schooled very i'm very much a big stick person um whereas scott keeps training me to be gentle you've got to have a bit of yin and yang you've got to have balance it is it's the value of different perspectives coming together in a group for the common good because you do have 
a lot of very different personalities in a room, mm. very different ways of learning, very different ways of doing things, but one system. Yeah. And the system works. So how difficult is it when you don't allow people to go under the radar and you sit at a seat at your breakfast meeting and you've got the traffic light there and you can see that you're in the red and now you're out in the open, how difficult is it to have that conversation with someone to say, we're here to support you, lift you up, mm. this is what we can do. How, how, do you, how do you do that now in your chapter? Because I think a lot of chapters struggle with that. Mm. A, great, a great message out of that too is just going to the fact that between 2017 and 2018, you doubled the amount of income the chapter did but didn't rise in numbers then. Yeah. You just added the accountability of people working the system. Yeah. So it's not always about everything about the numbers. It's people doing the activity. It's doing that power of one, which is one referral per week, one one-to-one per week, one visitor per month, one CEU per week, uh, you know, and, and attending the meetings each week. You know, that's a really important part of it. And if you work the system, the system works, and that's just proof in the pudding that you've, you've doubled the income in 12 months just by putting in those accountability members in your, uh, measures in your chapter. Mm. So with the member mentors in your group, um, and I'll direct this to you, Trudy, how do they have that conversation with a member that might be in the red? Um, that's where Scott's things comes in. <laughs> the gentle touch. Um, the gentle touch, as opposed to one of our members was in the red due to some technical difficulties, and it was a matter of actually going and sitting with him and saying, let's enter these, and instead of entering them one at a time, taking, you know, six weeks, because he'd been a member for a while, um, we just went, let's do a slab entry, and he's up to speed, so he's out of the red. And it's yeah. wonderful. You know, when you start when you start in the red, if you're a new member and you kick back and just watching what's going on around you mm. and not doing your one-to-ones and all the other ones, then you're, you're in the red. It's really hard to work up from the red into the green. It's a piece of cake starting in the green because you just don't fall out of it yeah. when you do the basics. That's great advice. There's, there's no reason why a new member, and we've seen plenty of new members, be in the green in traffic lights in their first month. There's no reason why they can't if they're doing the activity. Some of the new members are actually coming in now because they're really they're, they're taking uh, BNI Uni with both hands too. They are really making strides very quickly. And some of the older members they're are sitting back going, hang on, which yeah. is good because it's pulling everybody forward. Yeah. Absolutely. So in the end, you know, this meant you guys were even uh, chapter of the year in the BNI Melbourne South region in 2019. So... Congratulations, and that's come from all this, uh, from all this implementation and hard work. So, what do you think are some of the things you implemented to help you succeed as a chapter? Oh, I'll, I'll jump on that one if that's okay. Yeah. Um, one of the things, as Trudy's mentioned, is that we we look to supporting every one of the members. So, shifting the focus from, and we do have some members who are incredibly competitive. Peter Ritchie, <laughs> um, who loves to be at the top of the charts, but the reality is. The colour code is not about ranking everyone from best to worst person in the chapter. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> really. What the colour chart is about is making sure that everyone understands where they are relative to their own performance. Mm -hmm. And if everyone strives to be in the grain, the entire chapter performs well. So it's about shifting that focus from it's not a competition to how can we support each other in getting up everyone into the grain. Yeah, so there is a bit of work involved to actually make this a success. It's not handover application involved and bring the referrals. You need to do the activity. Trudy. 
I do like competition. That's why Scott sort of looked at me. <laughs> and uh, it's a, you know, for people who do like competition, it's just a, it's a self-competition and it's just getting it done. You know, it's, it's not about being, oh, maybe it is about being better. I don't know, because it's the competitive streak. So what would your opinion be on training your leaders to actually make this happen? And what would you say to other chapters who may be struggling and, and struggling to, uh, to, to get to where they need, need to be about you know, getting those leaders trained so they know how to work this and they know how to actually mentor and support their members? What would you say about that? Um, I think the leadership team is critically important. You, in schools, for example, you'll see a change of principle and the, and the whole school will go down. Mm. I'm guessing it might be the same in business. That's not been my you know, yeah. sole trader. Um, and this very much within a BNI chapter, with a good leadership team that's balanced, that has, you know, and who will listen to each other, that will filter down to the rest of the chapter. And it's having the focus for the good of all that really does come about, that really makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of the leadership team having something that's actionable, mm. uh, follow the process. You know, the process has evolved over many, many years. And uh, if you follow the process and hold people accountable, including yourself, to the metrics, then it will work. Now, I've seen you guys turn down applications. Do you think that's a big part of your success? Absolutely. Yeah, can you elaborate? Uh, well, not everyone's for BNI, and BNI is not for everyone. It's success- it is a successful business model, um, but not everyone. It doesn't suit everyone's business. It's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Now. Uh, you need to be a team player. Networking is a team sport. And if your business doesn't fit that model, doesn't allow you to turn up every week, doesn't allow you to pass referrals, and there are some businesses that for, um, uh, for, for commercial reasons don't uh, allow open, open trading or referring. That, you know, some real estate agents might have supplier agreements, for example, that it's not for them. But if your business does allow open referring and does allow you to build and establish those relationships, you'll get something back in return. So it's an, the interview needs to go both ways. Uh, yeah. It needs to be the right person for BNI and and BNI needs to be right for that person. I think also, whilst being the hard-nosed person, in some ways I'm also a very nurturing person. And one of the things, whilst I've not recommended some of our previous members who, are, um, who have joined us, some have flown because of the nurturing side of things that are within the BNI structure. So they can turn themselves around with the BNI University, for example, the podcasts. They get an idea and and it just opens their mind. They can also use members in their chapter that help them with their personal growth. Yeah, the role models. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are others who, as Scott says, it's just not for them. It's not for everybody. Okay. I want to ask you one thing before we sort of wrap it up today and it's been some great insights on on how you run the chapter and, and what you do the high levels of accountability and the confidence of knowing if people work the system you'll get results and that's the thing that really has to go through the chapter but um, you have some very hard and fast rules for subs in your chapter and uh, I'd like to hear a bit more about those sorts of things because you only really value really good subs within your chapter and train your members to bring along the right subs not just people who are hunting for business or uh, or want to turn up as a serial sub so you can explain a bit more about that 
Uh-huh. All right. You- uh, well, subs, you know, the, so, you know, the, the, the good practice with subs is you have, you know, one or two subs really on standby that, that, that you've chosen. They could be, you know, an existing customer or a colleague or um, someone you other, you know, someone that can fill in for you, represent your business, but also, you know, work well within the group. And, um, per run, person. Per person, yes. Yeah, yeah so that's the key. Right. That's the key. So we want, we don't want to have empty seats. We want to, if someone's away, you, you have a sub to fill in for you. Yeah. And you have a, a pre-approved sub, essentially, someone that you can call on that you can trust. So every individual in your chapter has their own subs that they send along so you don't let sort of people uh, fill in seats, etc., or someone who, who's just, you know, not there for the right reasons. Yeah. You'd like to think that. <laughs> it's a work in progress. It's a work yeah. in progress. There was a situation where um, another chapter member from another chapter was putting his hand up to say, pick me, I'll sub all the time. And it was a conversation of, no, no, that's <laughs> yeah. not on. And I really I really love that because, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's really better benefit for you and the chapter and the members if they bring their own subs along too. And it's an important part of what we do because... High-performing high business people generally can't make the meeting every week. That's why it's there. And, you know, they have other things they have to do every now and then. And that's why we allow, you know, a few subs per year. But uh, getting the right people uh, to promote their business and not someone just there to fill a seat or to hunt for business from another group or or an ex-member or something, they're the worst ones to actually bring along. Um, you know, if you've got some hard and fast hard and fast rules well the reason why ex-members are no good yeah. because they're an ex-member for a reason yeah and sometimes and, they bring and, their gripes back for another and, and they can ruin a visitor prospect yeah. in the room as well because they'll they'll go ahead and tell how how good b and i was when they used to be in it and they think yeah. well if it's so good how come you're not in it still so it sends the wrong message to those people so i really love that so i'd just like to go around to um and all three of you are very successful members in your chapter you all are very high achievers I'd like to get all your uh, tips for success. The one tip for success that uh, that you think really you know, helps B&I work for you. We might start with you this time, Trudy, and then go Scott and Chris. I think I've already said it, actually. It's when you start, start in the green. Just do what the system says to do, and you end up being at the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> Not that it's a competition, Trudy. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Scott? Uh, don't treat it like a an instant gratification project. This is a this is a long term commitment, and um, if you treat it as a long term commitment, put in the work consistently over a long period, you will get the returns out of it. Great, and Chris, um, I'd probably say that B and I is um, probably the quicker you can learn to understand that it's more than just a one and a half hour meeting once a week. You know, I think that's the is that's the biggest curve is to get people to understand it's more a mindset it's like a it's like a you know every waking moment have been i running in the background you know thinking about how you can help other members in the room and then if everyone's thinking along the same sort of lines the whole chapter grows so it's more of a mindset rather than just thinking it's an hour and a half you know, like, like i basically plan holidays around my B&I meeting I love, so, it. <laughs> I love the way that um, when Chris talks, you talk like a, a computer person with something running in the background. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just wanted to, there's a few key things I've just taken out of this conversation. And for anyone who's listening who might have a chapter that feels like it might need a bit of a lift, 
Uh, I think the key here, the key message is that in order for the chapter to raise its standards, every member in the room needs to raise their standards individually. We've seen the yeah, stats yeah. that even with no new members, you have doubled the seat value. And th- those numbers are crazy. $3 million is, is crazy. And for anyone who's listening who might hear of someone from B&I and thinks, oh, B&I again, I hope that people understand that if someone gets into a B&I chapter, they have had to jump through some hoops, especially to go into the flyers. You have to be of a certain standard to be accepted as one of our trusted network partners. So if you're being referred to someone from a BNI chapter, you are being referred the best of the best. So I hope that if, if someone gets an opportunity to be invited to a visitor day, go along, see what we're about. You'll have your expectations set to make sure that you understand what BNI experience is all about. Be patient. Don't expect things to happen overnight. A lot of members leave in the first year. We've done a podcast on that couple of weeks ago and I think it's an important message it's going to take a year for you to really see the benefits or possibly sooner if you start in the green and it's as easy as embracing the power of one Mm. so my question just before we finish off to Chris how important over your journey from eight members to where you are today has culture been oh super important super important and that's what's really seen the chapter grow and also um, like I'd like to say that like, like Trudy and Scott, they've been integral positions during those big growth phases and they are phenomenally good in that leadership role. Like, you know, sometimes you need the strict person, you need the, the school teacher and, you know, and, and, and we're the children sometimes. And, and that, you're not looking at anyone in particular when no, you say that, no, right? No, I'm, I'm trying to look at it straight to you. But, um, you know, sometimes you need that. Yeah. You need that. You, know, you need to be led and you, le- and you need to be shown. And that's like in Trudy's um, um, leadership and, and Scott's, the chapter has really grown. Thank you, Trudy and Scott. I love it. As, as, uh, as we like to say, culture eats strategy for breakfast. We really love that saying. And... Um, and you guys are really living that culture. So thank you very much for uh, the BNI Flyers team for coming in today. Well done. Thank you. Thanks for Thank you. All the best going forward. So, Brent, I think if any chapter listens to this particular podcast, there has been a lot of messages there that are going to help them with any of the issues that they may have. Yeah, yeah. And maybe listen to it more than once if you don't pick up everything the first time. They're going to see uh, you point every can, time they listen to it. you can actually tell, yeah, <laughs> adhere to yeah, so... Um, so I have a question all. for you this week. Yes. That I haven't prepared you for. Right. So the question is regarding visitor days. And the question is, what is the best way to invite a visitor to a visitor day to set the expectations of their experience? The best way to invite a visitor. Well, the best way to invite a visitor to a visitor day is the phone right uh, phone, 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 right, right, phone method. So um, you will contact someone firstly and say, I'd love to invite you to a day where I c- I'd like to introduce you to our team. Uh, and they might be an option to, uh, you know, they might want to bring you referrals for your business. Can I send you an invite? Follow up with an invite and then follow up that invite with a phone call saying, hey, did you get my invite? Is that okay? I will phone you before the day to make sure you're still okay to come. So it's actually uh, phone, right, phone, phone. Uh, I got that wrong in the first place. And that's the best way to sort of do it. So you've got four touch points there. 
and you're following up your own person to make sure they got the invite, uh, to make sure they're coming, and it makes that person feel important that they're ex- that they're being expected. So um, yeah, phone up first. Can I send you an invite? Send the formal invite with information. Follow up phone. Did you get that okay? Because some people may have gone into their spam or uh, they may have just breezed over it or they may have accidentally deleted it or something like that. And you can always say, oh, well, I can send you another one if you didn't get it then. And then phone in the day before in case they haven't put it in their calendar and they've forgotten. Say, oh, yeah, we're expecting you. We've got a seat reserved for you. Uh, Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. And uh, just doing those levels of follow-up will really help get people along. Yeah, so those touch points are really important, aren't they, in the consistency? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So your tip for the week? My tip for the week is around weekly presentations this week. And when doing your weekly presentation, I hear a lot of people use the words anyone, everyone or someone in their presentation. And I can tell you right now, if you're using those words in your presentation, you're not being specific enough and you're not... Uh, looking for the you're not actually going to find the people you need so take those words out of your presentation and then replace them with a person you want to meet a company you want to be introduced to or describe a client demographic you'd like to meet there so just remember this anyone everyone or someone equals no one that is a fantastic tip i think even steve our producer enjoyed that one thank you very much steve for uh, making sure our podcast was seamless. And Brent, thank you very much again for all of your wisdom. Thank you. Long podcast today, but very enjoyable and good information. So thanks, everyone. It was. I hope you're listening in. And remember, our podcasts are released each Tuesday, and we hope that you'll tune in. 